Would you bet a few thousand dollars that you could sink an eight-foot putt? What about 10 grand that you could win a drag race against a Camaro with a thousand horsepower? If you bet $2 million, could you bet it all on one football game? Maybe you wish you could, but you probably wouldn't. Gamblers is about the people who did. From the Ringer Podcast Network, listen to Gamblers Season 2 on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. This episode is brought to you by Hyundai. Think about all the stuff you can do now on Sundays after the Super Bowl's over. Adventurous activities. You need a Hyundai to get you there. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped for any adventure with features like available H-Track, all-wheel drive. You can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud or available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Welcome to the Ringer Fantasy Football Show. My name is Danny Heifetz. I am joined by Danny Kelly and Craig Korolbeck. We are going through our must-add players after week five. Here's how it works. We're going to go through position by position and be like, who are the top running backs, receivers, tight ends, etc. that we would be adding ahead of week six. And if we all pick the same player, we're going to do a little trivia tiebreaker to see who gets who. And hopefully that process helps you figure out the order in which you would get these players. If you get them on waivers or maybe you don't get your number one guy, it helps you. If you're listening to this, you want to send us trivia questions, email us at ringerfantasyfootball@gmail.com. Put trivia in the subject line. Put the answer in white font so I don't see them because they always accuse me of cheating. Uh, all right, so bye weeks are here. It's kind of like a, like a soft Weird. opening for the bye weeks because the teams could be a lot more relevant. So it's the Titans. It's the Raiders. The Lions and the Texans. So Derrick Henry, obviously, is a big one on by. Devontae Adams, DeAndre Swift, Jamal Williams, Amon Ross St. Brown, Josh Jacobs, who is like really intent on making me look like a moron. And then you <laughs> he's know, doing a great job of it. He's doing an incredible job. Someone called Josh Jacobs the anti Mike Davis, which I actually think is he, exactly. He's a bizarro correct. Mike Davis this year. He's the bizarro Mike Davis, yeah. Josh Jacobs. Okay. So with that said, again, four teams on by. Gonna go through the running backs. Caveat to this is Kenneth Walker, the running back for the Seahawks. If for whatever reason he's available in your league, that's the number one guy this week. I assume we can all agree yeah. on that. Like, yes. it's not even close. Spend all your fab on that. Yeah, I was going to ask. So he's around like 50-ish percent rostered in ESPN and Yahoo leagues. How much would you spend on him? I would say he's the most important ad. He's the most important player that's been available on waivers since Jeff Wilson uh, after week one. How much do you yeah, think, I mean, what percentage of your fab money should you spend on him? Are we talking like, 75%? DK, you're the Seahawks fan. Let's say you're the Javante Williams team. Like, if you had, you had Javante, you lost your number one running back, and maybe you also have, like, a Cordero Patterson or Elijah Mitchell. Like, you're d- you're down two of your top three running backs. Kenneth Walker's out there. Would you spend all of it on yeah. Kenneth Walker? <laughs> yeah. Because, again, the shot Penny broke his leg. That's why. So right. Shot Penny's out for the season. I mean, and the context here is that he's a highly drafted. He's a second rounder. Um, 
very good prospect, extremely productive, extremely fast. He's essentially a slightly poor man's, a middle class man's uh, Brees Hall. Like he, he's going to be the middle starter class for the team. Brees Hall. Yeah, like I, I don't think he's quite as good of a prospect as Brees Hall, but he was really close. And you know now he's going to be the starter. The big thing here, this the reason he wasn't much higher in our pre like season rankings is because Penny was in his way, and now Penny is out for the year. So. You know, the Seahawks offense is a lot better than it, than we all thought it would be, too. So that also kind of like bumps him up. I think he has the potential to be a big impact, big, big impact guy. I'm not necessarily saying he's going to be an RB1, but like RB2, plug him in as your RB2 for the rest of the year, and I feel pretty good about that. So we're saying back up the Brinks truck here, like really spend yeah. nearly yeah. all of your money. At least 90. I would say at least 90%. Just go for it, because I don't think there's going to be as good. There's not likely to be as good of a clear-cut starting running back on the waiver wire the rest of the year, or at least the odds are against that. There's no second round talent sitting on benches or sitting on waivers right now other than Kenneth Walker. Right. And other guys that, if they're out there, you probably want Alex Madison for the Vikings if he's out there, just just as a stash, just in case anything happens to Alvin Cook. Brian Robinson is rostered. He's probably worth adding just because he'll work in. I'm not saying he's going to be excellent at any point, but he might be. So if he's out there, probably want him. Uh, but Kenneth Walker, 100%. And then if not, we'll go through the guys. DK. Yo. Who is the number one running back pick you would have from waivers ahead of week six? So with the caveat that I would plug him, this is the guy to like plug in this week, particularly. Um, I'm going with Eno Benjamin of the Cardinals. Everybody on the Cardinals other than Eno Benjamin is hurt. All the running backs on the Cardinals are hurt right now. James Conner has a ribs injury. I mean, he might play this year or this week, but he's already kind of banged up. You know, he's not been super effective. They've been mixing in Eno Benjamin and uh, Daryl Williams. I keep I I get the Daryls and Damians all mixed up. It's Darrell Williams. Darrell Williams. Darrell Williams. Cardinals. Yes. Damian Williams is on the Falcons injured reserve. And right, but weren't action. they on the same team for a while? Anyway, they're on the, the Chiefs. Chiefs. Yes. Yeah. I digress. I get them. I get them mixed up. But yes, he's also injured. Um, Jonathan Ward is also injured. The Cardinals tried to claim Tony Jones. Did not get that claim because they were not high enough in the order. So they're clearly looking like they're deaf at running back right now. Is really rough and so i think you know benjamin even if connor plays has a good chance to play quite a bit like a 50 50 split potentially um if james connor doesn't play then he's definitely startable he's he's like an rb2 type guy so i would say you know benjamin he's only rostered in 10 percent of leagues right now he'd be my top choice if i just need someone this week there's other guys that we can talk about that are like good stashes i think um but you know benjamin has a chance to be like a pretty high volume guy this week I agree that this is an excellent choice because, again, we got to see whether Connor plays. But Connor also missed time with a ribs injury last week, and they were precautionary, kind of pulling him out. But they might be again. And to your point, they're also playing the Chargers this week. The Chargers run the – oh, sorry, sorry. I got that mixed They're playing up. Seattle. Bron yeah, sorry. The, the two – I spoiled my top two. The Broncos are playing the Chargers, whose run D is terrible. And Mike Boone is like the other guy I was considering. And then Eno Benjamin, they're playing the Seahawks. And the Seahawks run D also sucks. The Seahawks are the Mario Kart oh, rainbow God. strip. Yeah. So. I think that those two guys, those are the two guys I'm between in my head is, you know, Benjamin for like this week because Seattle's just so bad. And I feel like Seattle's just giving up eight yard chunks on runs more than any team. But I actually think I would take Mike Boone for the Broncos. It's a little muddied because Latavius Murray, Denver added him. So Mike Boone isn't quite as that's my waiver pick. That yeah. is the fear. And so maybe it's kind of you're picking a guy in a three headed backfield. But I do kind of just think Mike Boone, again, the Chargers run D is so bad that I think that they're very similar in my mind of just, 
you want a running back that's going to get a lot of weight. So I see why for this week in particular, we can kind of, it's kind of tough to wait because Mike Boone's going to have more of a role throughout the year. But, you know, Benjamin looks really good for Arizona, man. Like he yeah. looks better than James Conner, quite frankly. Conner's been very disappointing. He just kind of looks like he's running in mud. He's just, he's just not explosive. Obviously, the injuries are not helping that. Um, and it, and I could see a world in which the Cardinals just start to utilize Benjamin more and more as the year goes on. I completely agree. Craig, who do you have? I had Eno Benjamin. I just don't trust Denver's offense. They've scored more than 16 points once in a game this year, and I'd rather honestly have uh, the guy on the Cardinals, even if he's like playing second fiddle to James Conner, who's banged up, I'd rather have Eno. I think that's, yeah, you know what, I'm changing my mind. I'll do the Eno too. We, we got it. This one, this week, I think more than others I can remember, we have to make a big differentiation between whether you need someone to play this week or you want someone for the rest of the year. I think that's worth clarifying. Yeah. And again, if James Conner plays, it's fine. Darrell Williams is probably not going to play. Jonathan Ward's probably not going to play. So I, I do like Eno for this week. Uh, Eno Benjamin show, showdown time. Yeah. Hey, what a day for Eno. It's time. <laughs> Eno's good. Eno is good. Yeah, he's, and he's only second year. For, for some reason, it feels like he's been around for a long time. Isn't he third year? I think he's third year. I think he's third. Oh, well, that's why. But he's hung around. He's hung around on the roster, which is saying something, I guess. I want to read an email from Paul who says, I've been listening a couple of years. I love Showdown Time. I love the trivia. But every when it comes around, I wonder why you guys don't just write your answers to the trivia questions down before you say them out loud because you accuse each other of influencing whoever says first. Seems like a lot of work. Got nothing for you there. <laughs> wow. All right. Um, all right. You can tell Paul where to shove it. No, it's a, it a nice idea. Did Eno Benjamin not play his first year at all? Does he just have no stats from 2020? Because it says he's only been in the league for two years. Well, he was a seventh rounder in 2020. Uh, maybe he was on the practice squad or something like that. But yeah, yeah he's maybe. been in the he's been around for a couple of years. He was inactive for every game as a rookie. Ah, there you go. Anyway, it is the Eno Benjamin showdown time. <laughs> Subdued a little. That's I okay. kept it classy there. <laughs> all right this is from phil. phil phil in honor of happy gilmore yes what is the longest golf drive on record in yards wow Ooh. on record Ooh, does that I mean know. like like a pga official drive i don't know i because the answer Probably. is fact checkable so i'm assuming this is a guinness world record i oh okay so not so this is link. just like some guy who called the guinness book of world records dude to come out and watch him hit yeah, I don't think it's like on the PGA Tour, I would assume. It's probably just someone who does this all time. On record. Okay. I'm going to go with like... Well, actually, now that I think about it... Okay, sorry. I, I'm realizing he could have done this like downhill on some like course in Ireland that's dry. So I'm going to go with 600 yards because if it's like dry and downhill and you actually bomb it 450 yards, but then you get all the roll, I'm going to go with like 600. Because it could be like weird. It could be cheating on the whole. You know what I mean? <laughs> I know. My initial thought was to be in like the mid 500s, but now you've kind of swayed me. I'm anchored to your answer now. Uh-oh. I'm going to go with my initial instinct, Craig, while you're thinking and say 505 yards. It's probably too low. But that's that was my first thought. I'm going to price this right high if it's and go 601. <laughs> Going higher. <laughs> the answer is... What with an old wood driver, five hundred and fifteen yards? Yes! Wow! Right. <laughs> no, this can't be right. A wooden, <laughs> a wooden driver it says it was in nineteen seventy four. Phil, I don't know about Phil's fact. Somebody teach either. Bryson DeChambeau how to do the Happy Gilmore swing, and he'll hit it eight hundred. <laughs> well, my, no, this is real. 
Mike Austin's 1974 shot is recognized by Guinness as the official world record golf. How is this possible that a guy did this? Like that was like almost 50 probably years no one's ago. just no one's called Guinness lately and been like, hey, let's set something up. If I Google, if you Google right now, longest golf drive ever, the Google answer based on Wikipedia says 551 yards. It says Mike Dobbin has the longest drive at 551. DK still wins, but yeah. damn, mid 500s was my initial thought, but I was anchored to Heifetz. Yeah, would he finish dead last? Yeah, you had a good day, though. I had a good day, though. <laughs> <laughs> How'd he finish again? Dead shit. last? <laughs> yeah, he had a good day, though. <laughs> I, I didn't get to see him play. I was too busy winning. Holding one on a par four. Hell of a drive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what'd he finish? Heifetz is perplexed over here trying to find the I'm true answer. I'm still trying. Craig and I are just going to recite the whole movie. And hard, is so much still harder looking. to find than I thought. I don't know. What, okay, anyway. Well, this is I always wonder how they, how they wrote in the Mr. Mr. Lady. Like, how'd they come up with that? Mr. Mr. <laughs> was that in the script? Or was like was that a, 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 like a sketch comedian who <laughs> had a character pre-planned? Like, how did that, how did that work? Uh, I was just completely <laughs> lost trying to find the answer to this question on the fly, and I couldn't. It was really hard. Uh, okay. DK won. DK got, you know, am I second or third? You got second. This is tough. If I, like, life on the line and you put a flex in for this week, I would take Mike Boone because of everything said. It's, you know, he's playing for the Broncos. The Chargers run D is terrible. They're playing Monday Night Football. It's probably not ideal to play Mike Boone, but there's all the other player I'm considering here, Rashad White for the Bucks. Yeah. I think is so, so clearly the other guy here where it's like, it's not clear that he's a great play for this week. But Rashad White, there's two reasons we like him. He has juice. He's young. He's a rookie and like he's explosive. The, but the Bucks are one of the few teams left. This is a two true running back backfield. Just two guys. Literally, there's not a third running back on this team that has a touch. It's just Leonard Fournette and Rashad White. And he, Rashad White isn't getting a ton of touches, but he's already getting 40% of the snaps. He's catching passes too. Yeah. And he's playing more and more as the season goes on. If anything happened to Fournette, Rashad White's like a top 15 running back, period. Yeah. And so if you don't need a running back for this exercise, I mean, you kind of need to add Rashad White if he's out there. You should but absolutely add Rashad White, like regardless of what you need. I, I feel yes. like if you need to fill a spot, I would probably start. Um, you know, over Rashad White this week, but I want I would add both honestly if you can. By the way, this is the Arizona State running back day. Both of these guys, you know, Benjamin and Rashad White, Arizona State running backs. Mm. Kind of random. Sun Devils. Okay, so with all that said, Rashad White, you want on your team, but if only for this week, Mike Boone's probably a better flex. I'll take him, Craig. I will do. Take? I will take Rashad White. I mean, there's also like okay. another guy like to like throw a dart on is like Jalen Warren for the Steelers. The Steelers yeah. are going to lose every game. He actually played more snaps than Najee because they sat him in the fourth quarter because they were getting killed so bad. He's got the foot injury. Like I could see them shutting Najee Harris down like week 12 this year. They also they sat Najee. Better. They sat Najee, but they didn't sit any of the other starters, which yeah. I thought was kind of interesting. Um, and Craig and Heifetz, like you said, Warren is out. I Like he's out produced Najee in basically every advanced stat that you could imagine for a running back like yards after contact um you know success rate everything that you'd like look at for a running back he's like been better than Najee. i'm very it's worried that in like three seasons we're gonna look back on Najee harris as like trent richardson yeah 
It's not looking good so far. I mean, he's yeah, like in the in the draw for him was always volume, and now he's not getting the volume. And he he's just on the wrong offense for what he's good at. Like he has no room to maneuver in the backfield, which is not, I feel like he needs an offensive line that can like get him the yards before contact, and then he can make everything work after that. And that is not what the Steelers are giving him right now. It's just not working. He also yeah. has a sprained foot, which isn't great. If you have an IR spot, Damian Williams might be coming off IR soon for the Falcons, but you could add him to your IR spot. And then when he comes back, you could just see if he plays well. I'm curious if he will just be the starting running back for the Falcons when he comes back. I don't know if he'll be good. I don't know if he'll be worth playing. However, on the off chance that he's just the starting running back for a a team that loves to run the ball for like the entire second half of the season and beyond, I would want to find out that answer while he's on my team. So you could throw him on your IR spot. Yeah, a couple of guys to mention here real quick. Tevin Coleman, all of a sudden, is on the 49ers and playing. Uh, he's got to maybe stash. And then Joshua Kelly for the Chargers is sort of emerging as the true backup slash handcuff for Austin Eckler. Of course, if Eckler went down, Kelly would have an immense amount of value. But also, like, importantly, he's looked kind of good this year. He's been, he's been running pretty well. Um, you know, I think he's basically passed Sony Michelle on the step chart. He had 10 carries this last game. He, you know, he's not like awesome in the passing game, but he can catch passes, things like that. So he's another guy to kind of keep in mind and and use as a stash if you have an extra spot in your roster. I also love when guys go from college to the NFL and keep their color scheme. Josh Kelly went yeah. to UCLA, stayed with the Chargers, <laughs> same stuff. T. Higgins, Clemson to Cincinnati. Like, I love when that happens. That is nice. Very visually pleasing. He is top 24 in rushing grade per PFF. Like, he's right around guys like Rashad Penny. Khalil Herbert, he's right behind Austin Eckler in that grade. So, I mean, he's been running well. That wasn't as sexy of a pitch as I thought it was going to be. And you're like, he's right behind. And then it was like Khalil Herbert. It's like, oh, okay, cool. Everyone loves Khalil Herbert. What are you talking about? He's two spots behind Austin Eckler. Yeah, that's a better pitch. Three that's, spots that's, that's behind that's Dalvin that's Cook. How's that? Four yeah, spots behind Saquon Barkley. Here's something yeah, I got for you. I don't care about any of these grades. Yeah, that's They don't fine. mean anything to me. Is the offensive line good? Do they have room to run? Anybody can run behind a good offensive line. I don't give a shit how good the grade is. Just saying. He's been playing well. He's He doesn't suck. How about that? All right. Let's do wide receivers in a second. But first, tackle millions in prizes all football season long in FanDuel Fantasy Contests. If you're new to fantasy, get in on the action right now with a $10 bonus for playing just $1 in fantasy on FanDuel. There are so many different game types to choose from. Full slate contests featuring multiple games, season-long best ball contests, and single-game showdowns. Showdown time. And when you win, you'll get paid fast. So whether it's Thursday night or the night before kickoff on Sunday, FanDuel always has contests available. Listen, I know the Cardinals have not been super consistent offensively, but this week they're playing the Seahawks. We've discussed this on the pod many times. Seahawks defense is a funnel. So Eno Benjamin, Marquise Brown, Rondell Moore, Zach Ertz, like all those guys, put them all in your lineup this week. Just download the FanDuel Fantasy app to get your $10 bonus now to start making every moment more. Agent location restrictions apply. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires after 30 days. All right, receiver? A lot of wide receiver options this week. I kind of think this is, there's so many options. I'm curious if we even agree. DK, who's your number one wide receiver pick? All right, so... As a little caveat to start out, before we get into the guys that we're picking here, George Pickens, he's rostering 55% of uh, Yahoo leagues. If he's still out there, I would definitely go get him right now. I mean, he's like ascending. He looks really good. And Jacoby Myers for the Patriots, same deal. He doesn't make the cut with the way that we do this, but he is the number one. He's just a target hog. He's very dependable PPR guy. If those two guys are out there, go grab them. But the next guy on the list, who also is 
it's a little there's a little discrepancy between ESPN and Yahoo, but if he is out there, my first pick would be Isaiah McKenzie for the Bills. Just because we've got uh Jamison Crowder is out right now. It's looking like this means McKenzie is going to be back from the concussion this week and he'll have basically a full workload in, in theory running out of the slot. And you want every piece of this Bills offense that you can get. So to me, McKenzie is the priority here just because you're playing for the Bills offense. He's shown the ability to demand targets. And again, like they're going to score a million points this offense is. So I want a piece of that. They're playing the Chiefs this week. It's it's the game of the season. Ooh, and love that. The last time McKenzie was healthy, he had seven catches, 76 yards and a touchdown. He's already he's actually got three touchdowns in the four games he's played this year. Uh, we've seen the Cole Beasley role really excel uh, in the Bills mm-hmm. on the Bills in the past, and this is exactly what McKenzie would be for the Bills this week. So, and even going forward, I, I like Isaiah McKenzie this week and going forward. I agree with everything you guys are saying. I think this is a weirdly, really deep time of the year for the receivers on waivers. I actually would take Rondell Moore over Isaiah McKenzie though for this week and wow. for the, rest of the season. Interesting. Okay. I'm going with Rondell Moore. First of all, for this week, I I agree. Bill's Chiefs, obviously, it's going to be a fireworks show. But the Cardinals are playing the Seahawks, and the Seahawks are the Mario (laughs) Kart turbo rainbow strip that just accelerated everyone. The Cardinals also so weirdly are addicted to getting Rondale Moore the ball. Our guy Peter Schrager had Rondale Moore as his sleeper of the year, and Schrager saying that as someone who just kind of like parties with Kingsbury every now and then. And (laughs) Is that right? (laughs) I mean, yeah, they're buds. And oh, I thought you meant Rondale parties with Keith no, Perry. not Peter Schrager and Rondale Moore. No, not to, I mean maybe not to my knowledge. I don't know, but no, I get Peter it. Schrager no, I, I understand now. But <laughs> so I'm just picturing that's like, that's interesting. Player partying with the coach than Rondale. Yeah. But uh, the Cardinals so obviously wanted to give Rondale a big role, and then he had a hamstring injury, and they just gave the role to Greg Dorch for the first month, and Greg Dorch was so weirdly productive and we're like get yeah. dorched but Rondell Moore's back and Greg Dorch just isn't playing and yep. they're force feeding Rondell Moore the ball he got the most touches of any of the Cardinals receivers since Sunday Rondell Moore got five, I think four screens in the first half yeah like they're just forcing him the ball and it's pretty hard to find a receiver with Rondell Moore's, Moore's talent that might just get six touches every game We'll see what he does with them, but I don't know. In a week like this with the Seahawks, I just think Rondell Moore, that's, it's just the guy that you kind of, especially in PPR, where stupid little screens are going to be a full point. Rondell Moore might have like insane, like an eight-point floor every week just because he's going to get like three or four screens every game. So yeah. He might have the floor. I, I don't know about like, I just feel like I've, I've ridden the Rondell ride and I didn't like the experience. He, he he just seems like he has such low ceiling touches and they just like get him these little dink and duck passes around the line of scrimmage. Also, DeAndre Hopkins is coming back in two weeks and it'll be Marquise Brown, DeAndre Hopkins, Zach Ertz, and then Rondale. I agree, but you rode the Rondale ride when he was a rookie, a, a relatively raw rookie in and out. Like they're trying to get him the ball. And I don't know, like he was a rookie last year and he's had a hamstring injury the last few weeks. Like I feel like, He's kind of like, he's Curtis he's Samuel. He's 22 years Curtis, old. He's the Curtis Samuel of the Cardinals offense. Like Curtis Samuel's ADOT is, I don't know, like under five or something, but he's still getting so many looks. They're scheming him up. I think this is in particular in PPR. Like if you're in half PPR or standard, I'm less excited about this slightly. And certainly in PPR though, I think Ronda Moore has a good uh, floor just because he's going to get a lot of targets. I would say this though. I think I'm curious how we go through the rest of these. I don't feel strong. Like if you're listening to this and you're wondering if multiple of these players are, are available, 
Get whichever one just sounds great to you. Like, I don't think the way we order this Vibes. is particularly important. There's like four or five guys. It's like, yeah, sure. Like, there's a lot of floor mixed with upside available. So I'm curious. Should, should we do the Mackenzie showdown time and then talk about the guys that we want to add yes. here? Right. So, so I'll get Rondell Moore. You guys fight over him. Yeah. All right. DK, just me and you for yeah. the Isaiah McKenzie showdown time. Woo. All right. I'm going to whoop you. Okay. I've been on a cold streak. Calm down. I'm due. Calm down. I feel like I never get these right. I can't even believe I got the last one right. Heifetz is is still like looking up longest drive on the internet. He's like like fervently trying to prove that he was right (laughs) at 600. (laughs) Heifetz is going to go out there with his driver later today and try and beat this record. (laughs) I did look it up and I realized the real longest drive, we actually undersold it. it. An astronaut hit a drive like on the moon like four, 50 years ago so that you know, fucker's still going yeah. that shit's probably 10 million miles technically the correct <laughs> answer. uh but all right anyway all right this is from chris 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 how many rest of the development episodes feature the running joke i've made a huge mistake Ooh. <laughs> that's funny let's let's just let's just come up with a quick answer five four three two one eight 10. Yeah, I was thinking 10. It's 13. Ooh, got him. Damn it. I'm trying how many times off the top of your head can you remember like what what he was saying I've made a big mistake about? Like I've made a huge mistake about marrying marrying Amy Poehler. (laughs) And then didn't he date didn't he date the girl that uh Michael really loved and he said something a big mistake about her? I can't even remember what that's it's all about him like like dating women. It's made a huge mistake. I love the just the thousand yard stare that goes with it. I get Ronda Moore, DK, you get Isaiah McKenzie, Craig, you got third pick here. I'm going to take Alec Pierce for the Colts, which this is actually a yeah. decent consolation prize here. Uh, Ashton Doolin got hurt on Thursday Night Football, but uh, Pierce is already kind of starting to take over anyway. Um, he played a lot. He made the biggest catch of the game. And uh, he's getting getting a decent target share. I think, it, it, and he seems to have a rapport with Matt Ryan. He was a highly drafted rookie, and it seems like you know this offense they don't have a lot going on at tight end. Jonathan Taylor's hurt. Like it seems yeah. like Pierce and Pittman are going to really see just a funnel of targets. So I, I like Pierce. Nine targets in this last week, um, and like you said, he's looked really good. Like he's playing well. He like went up and mossed a guy uh, this weekend. So well, he didn't even moss the guy. He he like saved the game because Matt Ryan basically did his best to throw a pick six. <laughs> and Alec Pierce, like, it was more like he snatched the ball from the defensive back. Like, he just, like, at a horse, like, it wasn't even Moss. It was, like, purely at a 90-degree angle, just takes the ball like he was catching a fly in Karate Kid. And the defensive back, was it even mad? He was, like, like he ate a whole <laughs> wheel of cheese. Like, it wasn't mad. He just impressed. He could not <laughs> believe that Pierce caught the ball. Yeah. Can I ask a question about a different wide receiver? So Matt Rule got fired, the head coach of the Panthers. And there's been a lot of rumors now about the Panthers kind of like cutting bait and shipping off a lot of their talent to, to fully right. tank and prepare for next year. So there's, you know, there's been talks about DJ Moore getting traded, Robbie Anderson getting traded. There's pretty much nowhere these receivers could go that would be a worse situation than the one they were just in. So right. is it worth it as a speculative ad to grab Robbie Anderson now in the small chance that he ends up on like the Chargers? The Chargers, that would be fun. Yeah. Yeah. The Chargers, the Chargers are the team that just seem to make the most sense because they have no speed. And so Robbie Anderson is like this obvious target. I don't think DJ Moore will get traded. I mean, who knows? No. 
I kind of lean that he won't just because he just signed a contract. You can if you're in a like a 12-team league or a 14-team league. You totally can add speculatively. I don't think he'll get moved. And it also might take a little time. But yeah, sure. I mean, go, it depends if you really have that spot. Then you can go. If you're kind of looking at waivers and none of the guys that we're talking about are around, then yeah, you totally can. There's so many There's so many guys on the waiver wire this week, though, that I'm pretty excited about stashing. Oh my, like, I think yes, Robbie Anderson's a good one. Um, the other guy I would add is Wandell Robinson for the Giants, who should be coming back pretty soon. I think now's the time to stash him if he's still out there because the Giants have no one else. Like everybody's hurt, and we can't really depend on Kadarius Tony as much as Craig and I want to will this to happen. Um, it's just not happening yet. So Wandell Robinson's another guy. Well, do you um, I keep disagreeing on the Giants? I I love Wandale, but I feel like he's missed so much practice that I mean Darius Slayton, I mean, he's hardly rostered, but Sure, he could you could throw him out there too. He played the third like I think he's played the third most snaps of the receivers in that group, though. It was like Marcus Johnson was playing the most. I, I don't know. Exactly. I we'll see. It's hard it's hard to predict. Well, I'm a little skeptical that Wandale's gonna come in having played barely and, and just make an impact. But the other one also, Devin Duvernay for the Ravens, man. Yeah. I mean with Devin Rashad Duvernay. Bateman out. Yeah, Duvernay. He without yeah. Rashad Bateman out, he just looked firmly like the number two option he's in good. that he's offense. Good. He's like, like a touchdown magnet. To Everything happens. Ball. Just good things happen to Devin Duvernay. He's Kyler Murray's cousin, by the way. Oh. A little fact. Uh Khalil Shakur for the Bills. If uh I get, if Isaiah McKenzie's not in there, or if he's not on waivers, I would probably think about adding Shakur too, just because would he you? looked really, really solid in this game. Last would game. you take him or like Donovan Peoples-Jones for the Browns, who's like also? I would rather have Shakur. <laughs> really? Well, I don't know. Why? It just kind of depends. It's floor versus ceiling. I think Donovan Peoples-Jones is going to be very frustrating week in and week out. I don't think he's going to give you like a solid, you know, consistent option. He he might have a couple big spike games. He's kind of like Marcus Vela-Scantling. Like, I just don't really want those guys on my team. Like, you can't depend on them. You're going to get two points one week. Maybe you'll get 15 points another week, but it's like so frustrating to utilize. Shakur, if, you know, if McKenzie takes a while to come back, for instance, um, like they're already working him into this offense. Like, and again, the offense is like exponentially better and more, you know, fantasy friendly than the Browns. I'd rather have Peoples Jones. That's fine. You got him. He's uh, yours. The point is, there's a lot of, there's a lot of players though. Like there's a yeah. lot of good, like, and also, I Josh Reynolds. Like also, wait, hold on. We have to just say, I know you kind of irrationally hate Marcus Valdez-Scantling, DK. It's like how I kind of irrationally hated Josh Jacobs and then he came in top five running back. Uh, RIP to sure. me. But Valdez-Scantling looked great last night on Monday Night Football. And I just do want to throw out if he's out there, probably worth adding. Yeah, he gave me a run for my money. I was playing. I was up against him in a matchup last night, and I was pretty scared. But thankfully, he came through with a with a with a good old fashioned MVS drop in the fourth quarter. Yeah, right off his because he's plate. not like I, he's not that way though. Boom bust anymore, DK. Like he he kind of I don't he hasn't had less than eight points in, in a PPR. Well, he's I'm actually the opposite. PPR. He's like a high floor like four catches a game for fifty yards guy. Yeah, I'm looking at his half PPR points. It's six two. 6.8, 7. 7.8, 12. Like, yeah, it's not bad. What, whatever. Yeah, but like, there's there's a million fucking receivers. I'd way rather just... <laughs> my, 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 it's not that, like, I hate Valdez Scanley. It's just there's so many other guys I'd rather have. He's more involved in the offense that he's on the Chiefs and hasn't even scored yet, so I don't know. Uh, anyway. Can we, if you're going to do a victory lap, I'm just going to say Juju Smith-Schuster, woof. Yeah, Juju. That's we'll, all I'm going to we'll say. get to him later this week. I've made a huge mistake. <laughs> made a huge mistake. <laughs> Speaking okay. of, yeah. Tight end. Uh, this Can is I just say that the, the, 
The least favorite part of my my week on the show is doing the tight end streamer part of the show. <laughs> and this is going to be one of the worst weeks for streaming tight ends because Detroit's TJ Hawkinson's on by. Darren Waller for the Raiders is on by and hurt his hamstring. Kyle Pitts for Atlanta, obviously dealing with a hamstring injury and just dealing with not really being uh, good at football. Pittsburgh's Pat Fryermuth has a concussion. And then also Dalton Schultz for the Cowboys got hurt again. So mm-hmm. four, depending on count, five tight ends that people were relying on, really just four guys, are all need to be replaced. So it's going to be competitive for a, like a tight end on waivers this week. So this Grim. is pretty important. Grim. Did yeah. we all pick Taysom Hill as our guy? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I did too. I did. All right. We I mean, we've been, we've been down. Yeah, we've been down the taste. We Hill spent like 18 minutes on the Sunday night show discussing him. <laughs> so we don't need to get too far into him. Uh, right. We can just summarize it with he had like 35 points and is the third best tight end in fantasy football this season. Just by point total. So that's probably <laughs> yeah, why he has like add. one catch on the year. And like all, everybody on the Saints is hurt. He literally has one catch for two yards. <laughs> Taysom Hill, he's the fucking, he's the most unique player in fantasy, in football, really. It's it's all insane. People are mad that he counts as a tight end. Guess what? He counts as a tight end. We're not changing it, so. Yeah, it's above our, above our pay grade. Sorry. He's essentially just a flex. Who cares? Wide receiver, running back, tight end. It doesn't matter. Put him at your flex. Um. All right. God, I hate that I'm doing this. Uh, it is the Taysom Hill <laughs> showdown time. <laughs> Hates himself. Okay. This is a dumb showdown time. Okay. And I'm going to pick the dumbest question we've ever gotten. And it made me just cackle when I read it. It's from Cam. 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 I'm thinking of a number between one and 10. What is it? (laughs) (laughs) This is not trivia. Uh, <laughs> I don't care. It's the funniest yeah. question. Craig, ever let's gotten. be honest. None of the shit we do is really actually. Taysom Hill's not trivia. a tight end, and this is not trivia. <laughs> it's, uh, it's appropriate. I thought this was incredible. Are we just going to count down and pick a number? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Three, two, one, one, four. Six. Ooh. What did you say, one, DK? four, and six. I said six. I said one. The number is six. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So fucking nailed it. TK, you cleaned up today. TK was three three and zero oh on trivia today. Yeah. Oh Look at God. me. Look at me. Making up for right. past wrongs. So you get Taysom Hill, and again. Yahoo. It's Taysom Hill. Is he gonna play five snaps? Taysom Hill, Maybe. he's gonna absolutely pull the Hawkinson this week. 40 points yeah. in week whatever. And then the next week, one catch. But the point is that every tight end's like that, so you might as well get the guy who actually has a chance at two touchdowns and three touchdowns. Yeah, Unlike he's getting all- he's getting like a lot. He's he's vulturing all of Alvin Kamara's rushing touchdowns. This he's year. just gonna catfish you. He's been like DMing you all yeah. week on Hinge, and then he's not gonna show up for dinner. Dude, did you see what Sean Payton said about Taysom Hill? On I don't even. I think it was. Like it was a radio show. Didn't he, he say was something like, like if you're like if you wonder why we're paying him ten million dollars, like I'll gladly take him when I come back to coach in two years or something? Exactly. Yes. Sean Payton has a huge thing for Taysom Hill. Yeah, obviously. Okay, I'm going to take you, Hayden Hurst for the Bengals. Uh, yeah, it's just like every week we say the same shit. It's like Hayden I Hurst. Know, it's just crazy. Well, he scored. <laughs> he scored a touch. I don't, uh, look, seven targets. Plus, T. Higgins might be yeah. out for a while, so True. I think this is a good one. Yeah. Look, people, it's not pretty. It is what it is. Um, Craig, I'm going to take, take. I'm going to take Irv Smith. Irv. Ugh. So. This is true buffering. Irv to me is the buffering line where it's like it's not even streaming anymore. It's just buffering. What you know? We said the Amendoza line. 
is like 10 points for running backs and wide receivers. What is it for tight ends this year? Like five points a game? Literally like five or six. <laughs> I think the Amendoza line, like the, the idea of like 200. 200 is probably like, yeah, four and a half. You mean a 200 batting four average? Four points. You're 200 right. batting, because again, over 200 still sucks. That's the point. Right. I think it's <laughs> That's four. what I'm saying. Like yeah. 200's bad. Dude, I, I tweeted out something like, TJ Hawkinson scored 40 points in week four and then one point in week five. Like, why like, do we do this to ourselves? And I had several people who were like, if you didn't see this coming, you're an idiot. I'm like, dude, I'm not asking for him to score 40 points a fucking game. I just want like seven. I just give me seven a game. What is the lowest point total you would accept out of your tight end rather than having to, you know, risk them playing the game on their own? Like, is would you just, if somebody was like, hey, hi, Fitz, Hayden Hurst can give you six points this week. Would you take that rather than risk having him play and see what he actually does? <laughs> I added Rob in the Ringer League. I had Kyle Pitts. I had to add Robert Tanya, and he gave me four and a half points. I was like, yeah, fine, sure. So I think <laughs> four, it's four and a half. Four oh and a half. half. I was like, yeah, okay, so sure. Dark. What did I expect? It's so dark. Also, Craig beat me in the Ringer League this week because Joe Burrow did the quarter because Joe Mixon didn't get down to the two inch line, and then Joe Burrow snuck it in. That little. By the way, and I got to mention this again. Craig thought he was playing me because everybody in the <laughs> league. Is called some variation of Danny Kelly. Well, no, <laughs> eleven teams except for Craig. Well, team. funnily enough, I obviously know not to just. I, otherwise, I think I was playing you every week. So I, I actually clicked <laughs> into the team, and the owner of the team was Danny. So I was like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah. this is DK." So <laughs> All right, extra layer. Quarterback. Like it's just Gino. I feel like you have to stream Gino if you're going. Also, it's not a huge week to stream. If we're being honest, there's not that many quarterback injuries. You don't have Ryan Tannehill. He's on by. You don't. I mean, maybe you have Derek Carr, but you don't have Davis Mills, and you probably don't have starting Jared Goff. So I don't think it's really a streaming week. And if Geno's out there, that's the guy. Really, it's more: Are you going to bench Stafford or Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson for someone? And I think the answer is Geno. Like, and that's kind maybe of it. Daniel Jones against Baltimore. Oh man, Justin Fields back on the fantasy map after no, you're not, you're not a slightly better them. game. You're I not know. playing them, I don't think. I think it's Dude, but Gino, Stafford, Gino's this, like it's actually a good point that you make though. You made a good point though about Stafford, man. It's like at what point do we just literally go with anyone else? We're gonna <laughs> explore that more on our, our yeah. power hour this week. All right. Uh defenses. There's some real options this week. Uh the Rams. A lot of people have dropped the Rams, so check your league. But the Rams are playing the Panthers this week. So, you know. Matt Rule fired. Baker Mayfield has a high ankle sprain. PJ Walker or, might start. PJ and the oh, irony yeah. is PJ Walker basically is on the Panthers, I believe, because he played for Matt Rule at Temple. And so the irony of Matt Rule being fired and now they have to play PJ Walker. I mean, the whole thing's kind of a disaster. So if you have the Rams or out there, go get the Rams. Also, funnily enough, you can also play the Panthers against the Rams if you want, because Matt Stafford keeps turning the ball over. It's like, God, the, dude. is there any team that you have as good of a shot of a pick six or a fumble six as the Rams? Like, I don't know. There's certainly top three in terms of the, you wouldn't be surprised if it happened. Uh, the Bengals defense is playing really well this year, and they're playing the Saints. Uh, they haven't had, you know, quite spectacular highlight worthy plays. But I mean, you know, either James comes back or it's Andy Dalton. Taysom Hill, when he is throwing, if he does, Certainly turns it over a lot. He fumbles a lot. Uh, Bengals defense, I think, really high odds of a turnover, basically, no matter who's handling the football. Bears are playing Carson Wentz. Don't think I need to say more than that. And then late breaking in the week, depending what happens at quarterback for Miami, obviously Tua is probably not coming back anytime soon. 
if Teddy Bridgewater is not cleared for concussion protocol, the Dolphins might be playing like Skyler Thompson again. If that is the case later in the week, if that becomes the case, you could add the Vikings. I'm not sure I'd play the Vikings if Teddy's playing, but if Skylar Thompson's is playing, yes, I would add the Vikings defense. So there's, there's real options at defense this week. All right. Good job. Nicely done team. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. This episode is brought to you by Hyundai. Think about all the stuff you can do now on Sundays after the Super Bowl's over. Adventurous activities. You need a Hyundai to get you there. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped for any adventure with features like available H-Track, all-wheel drive. You can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Or available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Emails? We've got a few good ones. It's from Austin. 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 On Monday, you guys mentioned not one, but two players I thought I would never hear on this podcast in a million years, and they were mentioned in the same breath. (laughs) (laughs) And they both truly encapsulate the burn book selections of Kyle Pitts and Allen Robinson. Both Rams linebacker Jake Gervas, who we did not think was real, (laughs) and Falcons tight end Parker Hesse, played for the Iowa Hawkeyes just a couple years ago. Which And I was the worst college offense in all of college football this year. Neither Hess nor Gervas played offense. Neither of them. They, both, <laughs> they were both defense. And, and they both outscored oh Allen Robinson God. and Kyle Pitts last week, if you count Gervas <laughs> doing like a pick, basically, the yards he accrued. Neither of them played Jeez. offense. So uh, Hesse was a defensive lineman. Gervas was a safety. And so Kyle Pitts and Allen Robinson were outscored by players who were not skilled enough to be on offense for one of the worst college <laughs> offenses of the decade. I hate this game. Oh, my God. Yeah, I wanted to start comparing who we can start over Kyle Pitts each week. Like, can I just get away with starting Kyle Juszczyk every week over Kyle Pitts and just straight up having a <laughs> better season? And by the way, this is awesome. Uh, Dom DePasquale, or DePasquale, sorry, I don't know how to pronounce your last name, um, has now created two incredible websites for us. The first was uh, to see if AI can guess your Myers-Briggs personality type based on your fantasy roster, which, amazing shit. Uh, <laughs> and then the second one, is he he designed he he felt our pain for trying to pick tight ends week in and week out. So he just designed a website that uses the stars to pick your streaming tight end. So you literally are letting the universe pick who you're starting at tight end. This and there's a button that instead of because we were talking about Google, I'm feeling lucky picking your tight end. He made a button that just says literally any other tight end, and you can just keep doing that. <laughs> the website is called Please Pick My Tight End space. So it's PLZ. Pick my te dot space. Check we can put out. that in the episode description. Yeah, it was really amazing. good. Shout out. Also, to- go ahead and do the Myers Briggs test while you're at it. I love when people just like choose a golden retriever to like make their picks, and, <laughs> and it looks better than their own. This octopus is going to make yeah. my fantasy <laughs> roster. Yeah. I think That's I just gave are. Dom his next idea. Uh, it's Dom the Porcupine on Twitter. Great job, Dom. All right, we also got an email from Clay. Clay, this one's funny. Briefly on the Friday show. You mentioned a few Disney Channel original movies, including Craig saying Johnny Tsunami. Yeah. 
<laughs> when my wife and I were scheduling to elope in 2019, we got in contact with the person who was going to officiate our marriage. Immediately, my now wife was like, I feel like I've seen this name somewhere. And after one Google search finds it was nobody else except the actor who played Johnny Tsunami was officiating <laughs> our elopement wedding. Get he out. Did an excellent job. We had a wonderful wedding. And even to this day, I have not watched his movie. And he oh, attached, you gotta. He, he attached a picture of them getting married with Johnny Tsunami officiating their wedding. Wait, is Johnny Tsunami like a live action movie or is it a yeah. cartoon? No, no, it's live action. It's about a surfer who who's like ends up in Vermont and becomes a snowboarder. Oh my John, god! He's just officiating their wedding. I thought this was incredible. Every <laughs> That's insane. Then, the most random up? things happen. Uh, Craig, he's this, officiating weddings. That's what he's up to. Hey, I'm getting married next year, so <laughs> look him up. <laughs> Johnny Tsunami officiates <laughs> your wedding. Odds that are that Liz is into this idea, Craig. Yeah, we should ask Liz. Give, we should just. You should ask. You should show Liz Johnny uh, Johnny Tsunami again, and then be like, "Hey, just so you know, by the way, he does weddings." I have okay. a better shot of guessing how far that drive is that the dude hit off the moon <laughs> than Liz allowing Johnny Tsunami to officiate our wedding. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. That may, this sounds right. Uh, uh, we also got an email. <laughs> I just want to throw this out there. We got an email. The subject line was your burial insurance. And I, I was like, this is definitely about like Josh Jacobs and someone just being mad that I was so down on Josh Jacobs this year and now he's top five. And it was actually just a an a ad being like, hey, do you guys want burial insurance? <laughs> oh, it's like a spam, spam email. It was a spam email. <laughs> but my mind subconsciously was like, this is about Josh Jacobs. And it's like, nope, it's about burial insurance. That's funny. So uh, there you, you go. We should start something about like fantasy insurance for, for your takes <laughs> or for your picks. Should do well, Craig, you were just explaining it. Would you rather take six points? Just flat right. out. This is like fantasy insurance. That would be funny if like you did that to your opponents, like you just offered them insurance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like hedging on a bet, kind of. Right, right. Someone smarter than us it, could figure this out. Yeah, it's like when you're almost done with a parlay, like you only have one leg left and, and you can actually just like pay out a portion of your ticket to Vegas yeah. instead of yeah. We have a, a lot of lawyers listen to this for any time we do fantasy court. A lot of doctors listen to this when we pretend to know anything about medicine. I'm sure a lot of people who do insurance listen. Emails at ringerfantasyfootballgmail.com with how this would work. Yeah. Hopefully in, in English. Uh, okay. Thank you, DK. Thank you, Craig. Thank you in advance to all the underwriters army who come to our aid. Uh, <laughs> thank you to Josh Jacobs and whoever offered me the burial insurance. Thank you to everyone who emailed in. Thank you, Johnny Tsunami. Thank you, Lauren. Lauren. Thank you, Mike Snow. Mike Snow? I yeah. Don't know that is, one. Is that because that's I, one of those names that you say Mike Snow and then someone's like, oh, it's like D's? And you're like, D's nuts. Like that just sounds up that alley. <laughs> is it Mike Snow, Mike uh, the, the Swedish indie pop band? Maybe it's pronounced Mike. I don't know. I think it is because it's Mike with oh, two, eyes. two eyes. Mike Snow. I apologize if I was mispronouncing this since the early 2000s but yeah we are owned by a swedish company that's true he had so he had a thing called animal what like this was in 2009 i was listening to him a lot and i apologize again if i was mispronouncing your name mike or mike did you think of mike snow because of johnny tsunami yeah also this just reminds me of uh in the movie euro trip how there's a girl named mike and the guy thinks it's mike 
So he thinks his pen pal is a guy, but it's actually his, the love of his life. Mika, nothing. Have you seen Eurotrip? No, I saw it a long <laughs> time ago. Craig's Honestly, like, yeah, I, like I haven't seen it in forever. Though. I probably wasn't even old enough to get all of the jokes, honestly. Oh, totally not. I, I probably saw it when I was like 10 and just like missed every joke. <laughs> I should watch it again. I'm, I'm sure Dude, it would it's, be amazing. It's a very funny movie. I really like it, actually. I would re we, we, we could do we could rewatch that. All right. All right. That's all we got. Okay. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you for the patience as we did uh, not record on Monday. And we'll have Power Hour later this week. It's pronounced right. Mike Snow. All right. Is it? Sweet. I don't feel so bad now. All right. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right, cool. Glad you settled that. All right. Goodbye. <laughs>